Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. This is Private Talk Podcast with Alexis Texas, and we are back. I am so excited. This is a new year, so Happy New Year, Team Texas out there. Thank you for following along and listening to all our episodes last uh, 2019, and this year I um, have a special guest with me to start things off. I've got the lovely Luxy Boo. Hey. That's right, that's right. You like that? I did that especially for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we were talking about guests, and my last guest last uh, you know last year was Rude Jude, and we you know we have familiar friends, and yep. we have had comical stories about him because he's such a, a unique character that um, yeah, I feel like you know he has a lot to like bring to the table, and I feel like everybody's like story is actually like uniquely different. And you were you know saying you know before we started what your story was, and I, I, I want to like <laughs> chime in before we get to your introduction and not to, you know, but I think it's just too great of a story to pass up. So wow. let's let's hear your yes. Rude Jude story. Let's let's share. So Rude Jude had reached out to me. Gosh, it must have been five plus years ago because I was promoting my cookbook called Mother's Milk Cookbook, which is a breast milk cookbook. You know, we don't have to get into all the all the details of that, but it was basically a sexy cookbook where all the recipes include breast milk. Yeah. So Rude Jude was like, you know what? I want you on my show and I want you to bring me something made with titty milk. And I said, okay, fabulous. But I had a problem is that I have never Produce titty milk. <laughs> Produce any milk there. <laughs> I mean, people have tried to find it, but it's not there. So they've tried to find it. How do they try to find it, Lex? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, I could show sucking? you. I could show you better than I could tell Ooh, you. I like this. I like where this is going. <laughs> well, my best friend at the time had just had her son. So her husband said, Listen, ask Michelle for breast milk. She can help you out with your thing. I mean, he was more supportive and, you know, kind of like telling her it's okay, do it. So I was like, okay, well, let me, let me taste this. So I took a shot of my best friend's breast milk. Have you ever tasted breast milk at this time? No. How did it taste? It tasted like Christmas. Christmas. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Like the milk after cinnamon toast crunch. Mm, I like that. Let's give a pause for that titty milk. No wonder babies are so greedy, you know? No wonder babies are so greedy. Like, they are living it. So living you, it up. you would do it again? I would absolutely. Is that why you made a whole again. cookbook out of this? Because it was so good and delicious that you wanted everybody to share these great, delicious recipes? You know what? I had not tasted it before I wrote the book with So you a just had this friends. genius idea. Because it was more, it's more of a visual aesthetic thing that we wanted, like, a more adult gift for our friends who are all having babies and... You know, I got a few of my hot girlfriends in there. One of my girlfriends in the book is actually pregnant. And, you know, you get a lot of really nice racks, a lot of nice asses from these beautiful girls. And, you know, all the recipes are just fun. And I think people actually bought it and tried some things from it, which brings me to the Rude Jude story. So what recipe did Rude get? So (laughs) Rude Jude is from Detroit. And I asked him, you know, what would you like? And he said, I can pick whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, let me get something that, you know, is kind of easy to do. So I picked uh, the cookies. I picked the, uh, their uh, oatmeal, oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Mm. And I picked the fried chicken. So 
I made these. So my my best friend, thank you again, Michelle, for making all of Ruju's uh, titty milk dreams come true. Uh, pumped me enough breast milk so I could cook with it. <laughs> I made the fried chicken. I made the cookies, and I brought them down to the radio station. And he ate them on air. And from what I recall, he said that they were the best wings and drumsticks that he's ever had. And the cookies were a smash too. So if anyone is really curious about what, you know. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> about I mean, what food made with I breast would milk try it. Like, I don't know. I don't have any friends that are, you know, making any breast lactating. milk out there. But if any of my listeners out there want to share, maybe Lex can um, cook me some fried chicken. I will cook you fried chicken. I mean, there's a whole, you know, I'm actually thinking about doing like a follow-up book. Some people's like, why don't you do one with like cocktails, like a mixology kind of thing going on or just desserts? Would breast milk be involved as well? With breast milk? Yeah. Would it be involved as well? Well, of course. Yes. Yeah. You Only. To... So it's going to be in every ingredient. Yeah. I mean, every recipe. Every recipe, yes. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Because so why not? let the listeners out there know what this book is called, where they can find it, and let's let's a little bit more about it. Before book two comes out, let's know about, let's see what these recipes are, if they're really as tasty as you say right. so. It is called Mother's Milk Cookbook. It is available on Amazon, I think still. I'm not sure. It did sell out a couple times. So it is still available um, and yeah, so I hope everyone's, uh, everyone else who has breast milk dreams, I hope I've just fulfilled all of your fantasies right now. I like that private talk. <laughs> you heard her. You better go and support Lux, get her book, try these recipes out. Let us know, comment and let us know, uh, give us some feedback and see how delicious these things are. I think or that it's really awesome recipes. Listen, that you came up with an idea like that. That's so unique. There's so many books out there nowadays that, you know, it's hard to come up with like your own genre of things. So yeah. with that being said, you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're a model, mm-hmm. you've done a lot of things. Let my listeners out there know a little bit more of your background and let us know what's all about Luxabu. Uh, well, when I first came into entertainment, I actually came as a, a stunt writer for music videos. So I had a motorcycle. I had worked with a director. Well, now he does a lot of uh, Latin music videos. Shout out my co because, you know, that's like my brother. He, you know, he and I, we both like started coming into LA and like working around the very same hard time. around yeah around the clock I was actually crashing on his couch when he you know got his studio apartment in uh downtown LA and I was like traveling like two hours each way so he's like listen if you're doing all these castings working blah 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 you know just crash my couch I was like yeah so I did the crashing couch thing in LA I feel like I've earned my stripes here because we did it for like I don't know I was doing the commute to LA for the better part of a year. So where are you from for those people that don't know? I'm from Reno Valley. Okay, so, so how far of a drive is that? I mean, depending on what time of traffic, it can be as little as an hour and a half-ish to as long as three hours. And, you know, God bless people who come from all that way out because it is far. But, you know, the uh, you know the housing is so inexpensive. Everything's less expensive than LA. Let's just be real. Like people will commute. You have to really like grind it out. Like LA people, you you, you know, people forget that it's like, you know, it is expensive. It is a lot of things out here. So it's like, you know, sleeping on couches, you know, rooming with people, doing all these things. In the the beginning is kind of why we, I feel, grind so hard and why we want our own things and why we become so, you know, entrepreneurs ourselves and make it and like be like, you know what, this is cool for now, but I'm a boss bitch and I'm going to go further. And this is why I'm either going to make this book. I'm going to make this, you know, being a stunt double. Mm -hmm. So with the stunt double thing, what was the first actual video that you did that was a stunt you were doing stunts? I did, uh, now he's known as OT Genesis. Okay. Uh, it was a song called Jackie Chan. 
And so I'm uh, rolling up in the video on my motorcycle. And I also do some scenes where I'm burning out my tires. And at that time, I didn't have a truck or, you know, I didn't have like a trailer to tow my bike there. So I actually rode my motorcycle to the set mm. from the Inland Empire. Biker check on. And they want me to burn out my tire because I think it's cool. Of course it's cool. There's smoke. There's, it's loud, whatever. It's really cool. I'm like in these like, you know, knee high boots. It's really sexy. But also, I can't keep on blowing out my tire because then I won't be able You're to like, go. How am I home. going home? <laughs> I can't burn this thing to the ground, or otherwise, I won't have any way of getting home. So that was a uh, that was fun. Um, kept in touch with uh, OT for years now. Obviously, he's like such a huge superstar, you know, in hip hop. So that was my first experience working awesome. with a uh, working as a as that's a cool. stunt writer that's and really then cool. especially being a woman and something like that that's usually yeah. something i feel like mostly most men are probably more primarily those kind of jobs 100 and it's like um it's like such an exhilarate like risk-taking thing is it like are you always yeah. an adrenaline drunkie or is it how did you come into even being wanting to do a stunt uh like you know what I followed a boy into the stunt riding industry. <laughs> I had I had already had my motorcycle. I was already riding, um, and I was doing it as a way to commute to and from work, college. You know, I was also working in San Diego as um, as a bartender with my family's restaurant. So um, I ended up meeting this guy, and you know, they were a part of Rough Riders. So um, we dated for about three years, and he, in addition to Rough Riders, also had his own stunt team. So then he and I started stunting together. I started like picking up different things. And um, it just kind of came natural after that. It kind of just, you know, fell in naturally. Like, to be quite honest, like, riding has always not really given me like an adrenaline rush, but it's always kind of made me nervous mm -hmm. and only because not because of, you know, my my skills or experience as a rider, but because everyone else around me. I can't tell you how many times I've had cars try to race me or even run me off the road. For, for whatever reason, like, yeah. obviously, like, I'm in my That's zone, scary. like, I'm just trying to get from point A to point B, but then, you know, you pull up on me with your car, you have, you know, <laughs> you You're have four doors and me. windows around you, <laughs> you know, so um, I had to get more aggressive when mm -hmm. I was riding, like, I started carrying, you know, like, odds and ends in, in my pockets, like, you know, a lot of riders will carry, like, small hardware screws, um, like, the little pellet balls mm -hmm. and honestly if you try to fuck with one of these guys on the road and all of a sudden your window gets smashed it's because they just threw a bunch of shit at your window because you just tried to threaten their lives so. i ain't scared of you motherfuckers so <laughs> you know in california so what, you're what supposed to make way for the motorcycle. what have you done as far as um what's the most extensive story where you've had somebody like do something and you have you thrown something have you used these odds and ends that you speak of or have you only just been prepared for if something like that happens I have thrown the odds and ends but I didn't do damage from the odds and ends I did the damage from kicking someone's door mm. kicking the the driver's side they door. were that close so they were that like, close yeah yeah that's scary though because you don't you know I mean your 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 chances of you doing something more damage because you because you're like on two wheels and all like that but you're Correct. just like hitting so amen I'm glad that you're still here because that's yeah really scary. me too <laughs> I mean I don't ride anymore my motorcycle actually got stolen a couple of years ago so I mean, it's okay. It's things happen for a reason, though. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I feel like maybe you know you did all the stunts and riding that you I've can do. I've already put in you, my you, work. You put in that put work. It, I put in my work in the in the motorcycle industry. I've been a licensed rider and riding for well over 10, 11 years. Did my stunt riding thing. Like I'm tired. I'm I'm like I don't even get enjoyment out of it anymore yeah. because I'm just also busy doing other things. 
so and riding around LA other is things, like really. What after after stunt doing your stunts? Mm-hmm. What did you segue into next? Um, I was because I know you've done everything. So it's like right. as an entrepreneur, I mean, and a, and a woman like yourself, like you kind of have to do everything right. because it's what, what branding and all these things like that. And so it's and it also LA. continues to elevate your brand and be successful. Right. Well, I started doing a lot more music videos. Started tapping into the dance background that Are I you have. Shaking that ass, Lux. A lot. You're like, ready to clap. Honestly, mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> a lot of music videos. I'm like the featured stripper. I also did a movie with uh, Carmen Electra, Lisa Ray. It was called, oh God, Lap Dance. By the way, Ooh. my that's my first boob job in that movie. So, you know, they look different, obviously. I'm, still, they, I'm like still sure they look amazing. Ago. They look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was, okay, so let me think so of Did you the, practice giving lap dances, Lex, or were you already really good I at it? I had to give... I had to give um, Ron Jeremy a lap dance. Mm. He was he showed up as an extra. <laughs> I'll boo that one. I wouldn't give Ron Jeremy a lap dance, and that's my Uncle Ronnie out there, which I keep it the uncle word, really like say that heavily, Uncle Ronnie, there's no blood relation, but because I want him to stay as far away from me as possible. I you know, I respect him. He's someone who's an icon in this business, but of course. No thanks. But you know what? I had met him before because my housewarming party when I finally moved into LA. Did he tell you to squeeze his muscle? He I know showed every up at my single one of his party. pickup lines. It's ridiculous. No, no. But I'm a huge fan of the movie that he was in, The Boondock Saints. Okay, yes. And my cousin, who's a very talented artist, had actually made me um, these uh, slip-on vans. She had actually drawn on them. So when Ron Jeremy shows up at my housewarming party... I mean, first of all, it's already a wild as fuck party. Like, there's, like, you know, porn stars everywhere. You know, there's, like, there's, we got a couple kegs because we thought it was going to be funny, but really they were, like, a hit. You know, we had a DJ. I mean, people were just running around, like, mad, and it was amazing. So I get these shoes, and I'm like, please, can you sign my shoes? Because he played Vincenzo in Mm -hmm. the Boondock Saints. So that was cool. You know, he was very sweet, but he had this really gorgeous young girl with him that, you know, was his girlfriend maybe. But They're never his when girlfriend. I tried to They're talk to her, she didn't speak any English. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, are you good? Like, can I get you a drink? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. It was hand motions. Happens. Yeah. So I don't think Google ex- Translate was a thing at the time. Was it your experience with Ron Jeremy? Was it, was it everything you wanted because of the, just the, like the autograph yeah. version and then... Sealed it. Yeah, it was signed, just, sealed, delivered yeah, yeah, yeah. over it. So it was. It was never weird. When like, you the saw lap him dance again, again like, when you saw him again, because <laughs> I was at your house warming, when you had to give him the lap dance, was it awkward? It wasn't awkward, but um, I think I remember him saying something like, "Oh, um, like you're too far." Like obviously, when you're filming, you're not a, close a enough. Movie, <laughs> you're blocking, and like you know. Like, it's depth you're perception. You're cheating a lot yeah. of angles. So he was like, oh, this is not like, is this like a no-touch policy lap dance? I'm like, we're, Absolutely. it's um, <laughs> it's a movie. Like, as I'm like, you know, going like this, like, I'm like, it's a movie, Ron. <laughs> it's a movie. Okay. So professional. Relax. I'm so professional. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Yeah. So I've done, I've done like, you What was know, your music favorite videos, music video? Films. Oh, man. Um... I've done a lot. I think one of my favorite ones to do, it was a Juicy J, uh, a Juicy J video called I'm Ballin'. And it was just fun because I was the only girl that kind of just let me do my thing. And I was just like, 
I was just dancing in the video, like whipping my hair around. I had these boots on, you know, there was like smoke and, you know, and water and everything. And I felt like sexy. Like they really like portrayed me as a very like badass, you know, instead of like, you know, like the videos that are so delicate. Like Like, they just let me, yeah, no, they let me do my thing. I felt like such a badass in that, in that video. So, I mean, and shout out to GCJ too, by the way, he was uh, one of my favorite artists to work with. I did a couple music videos. I was in a music video for GCJ was bands and make her dance. And um, I was, but my story was very different and and, like, it wasn't bad in any way. And I think that it was just more or less because I had a scene with him, Mm -hmm. but then he chose not to opt out to do it because he said he didn't want to get too excited. I don't know how true that really was because I was supposed to do a lap lap dance type thing on him as well. Um, But it was just like, they're like, he's just really focused. He's whatever. And I was like, all right, well, this is the easiest like money that I've ever made. I just basically danced in a booth. Hey, so yeah. yeah, it was the easiest job ever. The, the video was really amazing. I am, um, I didn't, I met Two Chains, which was really cool. He was super nice, but he was really the only one. And Project, nice and Project, well. and Project Pat was there on set too. And they were like the nicest people. Like that's mainly who I, mainly who I hung out with, and that was really cool. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, mind you, I mean, it's a, a video, and that you're like the artist, and it's like whatever. So it's, it's mm-hmm. overwhelming and knowing when you have your own project when everybody wants something from you. So no harm, no foul. But I definitely would have liked to dance because it's you know it's Juicy J. Listen, he's <laughs> he's probably one of the most intelligent and articulate artists that I've ever worked with. Just because like when we were you know, when we were in between scenes, like, you know, we'd go get like something to drink or crafty. And he was always just like, I mean, we would just talk about it's just like, like the books. Homie. And like, it's just oh like, my gosh. You know, it's just easy. You pick up with like, he's a really anything. smart guy. Like, you know, obviously like there's like a persona. I remember him saying, uh, someone or people were like complaining about the lyrics of I'm balling because, you know, I mean, there's a few lines in there that are like crazy. And other people were telling me, how could you dance to something that is degrading to women? I'm like, it's a song. And, and when I brought that up to Juicy J, the next video that I worked with him on, he was like, people don't understand. That's just entertainment. It's just a song. Yeah. Just enjoy it for what it is. It's just a song. And everybody leaves, you know, leave every music to me. I feel like it's something everybody takes a different message away from it. You know what I mean? It could be maybe degrading to some, maybe it's just something you just want to shake your ass to and like the beat of what it is. I feel yeah. like people get too hung up on something that is not really there. They make problems that don't even really exist. Like not every song needs to be a groundbreaking revelation of life, people. Sometimes you just want to shake your ass. Big fats. I love to shake my ass. Sometimes you just want to shake your ass, be ratchet as fuck. Sometimes you just don't want to mean anything. Private talk likes when they shake your ass. So if you want to shake your ass for private talk, please don't, don't, don't uh, oblige. Come on, you can do it. (laughs) I mean, hang on one second. Probably have to. Do it, do it, do it, do it. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yeah, those cheeks. Hey, hey, hey. Is that how you did in the music video, though? Are Let's you, see that music video, booty. Ooh, 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 We don't have insurance here at Private Talk. We don't know if we can do <laughs> All right, guys, Private Talk. I hope you are liking, subscribing, and enjoying this episode with Lux. I am having an amazing time. I love when you are with me. We always just catch up, and it's just always a so much fun, fun time. I, um, guys, if you are not following her, you should follow her on her Instagram, which is? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, which is at LuxieBoo. That's L-U-X-I-B-O-O. My Twitter's the same. Or for the really special stuff, you can also visit me at onlyfans.com slash luxiboo let's get into this OnlyFans business because I have an OnlyFans my private talk people know I have an OnlyFans so what's on your OnlyFans Miss Lux okay so for years I have always kind of you know dabbled that line of um I guess uh what's that like you know 
uh, how revealing, you know, I was going to be in my career. I want the truth. We want the truth here in Private yes. Talk. So please don't hold back. We don't want Absolutely you to be not. cliche. We want you to give us the hard truth. Okay. Us. The hard truth is when I first moved to L.A., I was already associated with the adult industry, even though I wasn't even in it. Because of music videos? Not because of music videos, because when I moved to L.A., I had moved with a girl that was in the industry. Okay. Actually, two girls. One of them moved out, like, right away because there was a huge, like, blow-up falling out with, between the two girls who were friends. They're not anymore. Um, and we would rent out my house for porn production. So my house became, like, you know, a, a Brazzers, Kink, Naughty America. You know, I've had a lot of... Performers, people, directors are- come in and out of my house. And listen, I love it all. Like the whole adult industry as a whole, like has always been very sweet, gracious to me. And I'm not even in the industry, but I've always had friends in the industry. I've always gone out like, you know, go to family dinners. I go to baptisms, baby showers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm friends with a lot of these people. So therefore I was always associated with them. So it was kind of like you always get like that. Well, you know. You already do imply topless. Like, why don't you just, you know, go topless? And when I did, um, when I did that movie Lap Dance, I was topless. I honestly thought no, nobody would see it. But then, you know, there go my titties all over the place. And then I have like friends in Hong Kong be like, oh my God, I'm watching this movie and there's your tits. Titty popped out. <laughs> well, then when I did a um, I had a uh, a feature in FHM Philippines. And I was only supposed to be, like, implied nude. There was a fan blowing, and my shirt, which, you know, wasn't, like, that we didn't have any double-sided tape, but my shirt blew open. Obviously, I told the photographer, listen, if there's anything that shows, you know, my boobs, like, you know, get it out. I didn't know that FHM Philippines, in the Philippines, is considered more risque than Playboy Philippines. Because when I went to the Philippines, I actually went with Jesse Jane. We were hosting a, um, a sneaker convention together in Manila, she shot for Playboy Philippines, but hers was, like, very glamorous, very, like, implied only. FHM published me with my whole tit out, and my family found out before I did. So everything is already printed. It's the biggest magazine, biggest men's magazine in the Philippines. And I was devastated. I was like, how am I going to tell my mother? My tit is out. Oh, my God. Everyone is going to see. Like, I was crushed. Yeah. So I finally work up the courage to tell my mom like mom FHM Philippines published my tit like they have like <laughs> just you know, one not oh, both just one it's just one might as well just go for, <laughs> go for the full Monty if you're going to be publishing one tit you know but my mom was surprisingly really cool about it she yeah. was like you know what baby she's like I get it it was an accident I love you just you know next time bring backup tape if you can or you know yeah I know you'll do your best like just try to be more careful next time now, now there's more than one tit out of mine on the now internet. Now the only fan Now stage. both tits my- are out. Um, <laughs> you know what? I've always felt very um, confident and sexy, you know, in like, I work hard for my body. Okay. I think we were talking earlier, like, listen, in LA, and if you're in any kind of entertainment industry, I blink my eyes in the morning and I've already spent like $100 because it's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. You need, I have a trainer. I have a, um, I have a physical therapist. I have someone that also, you know, I'm working with to do like cupping and alternate therapies, you know, nails, hair, you know, All the self-care makeup. and love things that you need and that are necessities in our like entertainment world. It's, right. It all adds up. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's an investment. But... 
I love doing it. And honestly, when I feel my best, like I, I just, I'm just like, listen, I work hard for this body and I love to show it off. So when it came time to opening my OnlyFans and how like, you know, how risque I would be with it, like, you know, am I going to, you know, I don't know. How far are you going to go with it? How for far am I going to yeah. go? For me, I feel like I, I done for me i'm kind of like in the middle and i feel like um for me it's it's funny because me being in the adult industry and actually doing movies on that side and stuff i've always been comfortable in my own skin so yeah. like and everybody's comfortability levels are very different like you said like if you know the one boob thing or whatever but for me i've always felt comfortable in my skin because i feel like we were born this way and i feel like mm -hmm. being naked is only we put per, like stigmas on it like and especially in the 100%. u.s like we make people feel like oh my god you're naked and like it's just boobs it's not like in a sexual way and sometimes it's like you said it's just being you feel comfortable in your body you work hard for your body and it's, mm -hmm. you want to like show that and not and always in a like let me like masturbate you kind of kind of way and sometimes right. it's just like you know the, the art and beauty of a woman and that's why i liked the adult industry in the beginning because it gave me a way to you know um express myself in an art form where i i you know yeah. i'm comfortable with my body i was a you know a curvy girl i've always you know been comfortable in my own skin where i feel like it was my time to shine and show people that you don't have to be the skinniest girl to do it you don't have to be like you know there's no type or size or anything like that for that stigmas you to be like an alter like that that's the only thing to be yeah, so you I have feel to like fit I in this a, box a broaden right. horizons of like what an actual woman could look like and still feel comfortable mm -hmm. in your own skin so for me, I feel like with the OnlyFans things, at first I was kind of not mad, but I was like, there's so many people that I would get ridiculed all the time, regardless if I did one scene, 10 scenes, a million scenes or whatever. But mm -hmm. there's also other people that shit on our business because it's given those platforms. Now there's girls like yourself that have always been very welcoming and very like, you know, like you said, you've been in the adult industry, but not because you've rented out your house and you've been around right. these people and you don't see them as a performer, you see them as a person. And right. that's what people forget is that we are people. So I feel mm -hmm. like, the people that come in and graciously like accept all those things and, and I think that you should find your own comfortability and you find like if it's this time maybe the month it's one boob and if it's awful and whatever you want to do in your comfortability sure. that's your own showcase to do right. so I feel like now with OnlyFans and stuff like that what I've learned is that it's not really like a tit for tat or like a playful thing it's it's kind of a platform for women and you know men as well to kind of grow in their own yeah. sexuality to see some guys what is it out there right and now. what we you know as our OnlyFans you know, we, it's like, it's our fans. It's only our fans. So it's like each brand is different. So what you yeah. give to your fans and what you charge and you know, what I do is completely different and it's totally. all makes relatively the sense the same way as because we're in one unity of like in an adult world where we mm -hmm. feel comfortable in our skin where it's like, I don't, you know, like if I saw your boob, I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, you're like, you're, you're a mad person. Like you're a bad, you're the devil where, you know, I get, I get accused of all kinds of things because, and I'm further from farther between what these people really think that I am. Of course. And I know private talk knows that I'm not, you know, an evildoer sometimes. But, you know, we get, you know, ridiculed for a lot of things where it's like, it's just being naked. Like, people take things too serious. I'm like, it's yeah. just your naked body. You were born that way. Why not be that way all the time? I know. Well, also, like, expectations of, you know, we can go get into the whole, like, how religion really forms people's, you know, thoughts and ideals Idea. of, you know, of women of sexuality I mean we can go on and on about that but you know I'm there I know that I'm very blessed to be able to do what I love to do make a career out of it and like you said like we're able to really tailor this particular platform because there's dozens of it like it out there this one has been gaining the most steam because I mean, honestly, I think it's the most versatile platform out there right now for adult and non-adult entertainers. Because I don't know if people realize this, but the highest grossing earner on OnlyFans is actually a fitness trainer and model. 
For sure. And that's one thing yeah. is like why it gives it's such a like a, a plethora of things that you could do that it doesn't Absolutely. have to be just because I did porn, it's only a porn app. Like it's nothing like that at all. Like this totally. it gives you so much more like to work with. And I feel like and with that being said, is kind of like the segue of where our society is going that it's okay to be naked. They're like even on mainstream movies, it's so much more no, not as taboo to show Sometimes sexual Sometimes I get kind of like, like, I blush in yeah, some I'm movies. Like, I was it's like, It's more oh hardcore gosh. than some of the, the hardcore <laughs> things I've done. So it's like, and I I've feel like seen it's hardcore stuff sub- being filmed. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they really showed that? Oh my God. I got like a little, you know, nervous. <laughs> you get a little sweaty. You get a little there. <laughs> in some movies I've seen in the theater, I'm like, oh, I get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I like that. So <laughs> let's uh, segue into this. So with your OnlyFans, stuff like that, where are you at right now with relationship-wise? Do you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other? Are you in an open relationship? Do they mind your OnlyFans? Are they joining your, or are they like, uh, do they shoot with you? Like, how does that happen in your life right now? Well, right now I am just dating. I'm not in a relationship with anybody. When I first started OnlyFans, I was in a relationship um, with someone who helped me film. Um, he and I, we didn't do any, um, we didn't do any kind of like sex or adult work in front of the camera. But obviously, like I was even at that point where I was like, you know what? I like I I was in love with my partner, and I'm like, you know, if I really like, if I really want to just do this, like I have no problem filming you know exactly filming you know filming with my partner and putting it on my OnlyFans platform um it took me a while honestly to kind of get the hang of it because a lot of people that follow me they don't care to about seeing me you know performing obviously there's like a whole nother you know group of people that are like get into porn blah 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 and I'm like well you know I don't know if I would ever go into porn but I'm not opposed to it only because I feel like I do have other things that I have going on that I really am passionate about and are taking me other places. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to do porn, I'm going to do it like full blown, like, like, like full steam ahead. Like Jules Jordan, who, who, you know, he's such a sweet guy. Um, we've joked around like, listen, if I ever get into porn, you can film my first porn scene. I'll sell it to you. He's like, how much do you want? I'm like a million dollars. He's like, done. So that's the that's the running joke, and he He's might be a liar, Jules Jordan. I know you are not watching this video. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> he should pay you that, but he's a liar. Well, you know, I actually had someone from Brazzers message me the other day. Yeah. I feel like you yeah. like because like you're like I said you're one of a girl that I I you know I mean you are friends as well, you know outside yeah. of the industry and things like that but you have so many similar friends that are in the industry people mm-hmm. automatically assume because you're True. a hot girl you know you're you know you're in like the, the glamour like side of things they're yeah. like they just automatically oh you're in porn. And it's, I don't know for me, is, is that insulting or does that make you feel like they're stigmatizing like a certain thing or do you just kind of like roll off because it's just like, it's eh, Honestly, it doesn't bother me at all. Like if people want to associate me with porn to me, when I think of porn and, you know, performers, I think of the top of the top. I'm like, wow, these women not only are just badasses with these like, you know, like beautiful faces, bodies, like, you know, I mean... I've seen even like older porn where I'm just like, damn, these women are badass. Like, you know, when I think of porn and being associated with porn, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I think Not for you, like from what I see is why I, you know, became friends like as friendly as we have is because you're just, um, the older that we come as well as like we get comfortable in our own skin. That's like yeah. why I have all these things going on in my life that why should I worry about that? If that's what you want to do, then you choose to do that and sure. you're only fans and you do whatever. And like, I just want to see someone win. I want a woman to feel embraced and embodied. 100%. And in this in day age, it's like women get so much ridicule from everybody else. Like we should be help uplifting each other and not tearing each other down. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way 
it should be. So, amen to that. So do you have any advice out there for any girls that are going to, in your industry, um, in the segue into making an OnlyFans or maybe a career path like how you have yourself? You know what? I feel that if women or men are interested in, you know, wanting to join OnlyFans, you have to remember that this is a website that is catering to help entertainers connect with fans. So obviously, like right now, there isn't an option on the website. You know how on Instagram, there's like an explore thing. Like it's easily shareable. People can go viral. OnlyFans does not have that option. And maybe they'll make that an option later. But people have to already know who you are in order to find you. To find what you're, you You cannot search. And there's also no recommended profiles. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this is something for people to solely follow the entertainer that they want to follow. Now, if you do have a following, keep in mind that a very small percentage of those people, maybe maybe as small as 5 to 8% of the people that follow you on your social media would be willing to pay for more exclusive content. And then you have to decide what are you going to put out? Like like what are you comfortable with and also what is going to keep your followers entertained because not only are you going to be charging a fee per month, you want to also be able to interact with them in the messages. And in the messages, you can charge people to speak with you back and forth. You can also charge for custom photos, custom videos. You have to make it a daily commitment. Like I shoot three to four times a week, or if I don't have time, like we were talking about this, finding time to shoot with somebody constantly because you always have to be giving your fans something. Like you can't just sign up, take their, you know, 10, 15, $20 a month, whatever you're going to charge for your site, and then just bounce. That's fucked up. For sure. Because, again, it's, it's about keeping your fans and keeping them entertained. And, like, again, it's, it's branding. You want to, you know, Correct. keep them there and can keep them happy and content. Correct. Like, so, so really what I like about OnlyFans is that I have been able to connect with fans that I probably would never get to do, like, a proper meet and greet with. Because, you know, that used to be the thing, like, when I was in, um, when I was, um, in the import industry, when I was, like, doing the, the fan signings you know, or traveling with like hot import nights and stuff, it was easy to meet people one-on-one. Now I meet them, you know, on my site, you know, I'm able to talk to them more one-on-one and it's on their time and it's on my time. It's more relaxed and it, and it's more personable. Like I've gotten to know fans of mine from, you know, all over the world. It's been really, um, it's been really refreshing And it also makes me more motivated to not only continue what I'm doing as an entertainer, but to also, you know, it it motivates me to get onto my other projects as well, because, you know, I have all these people that have never met me in person, really, but are supporting me from all over the world. And really, you really can't beat that. Like, I really feel the love. These are real, like, real fans that really care about what I do. So if anyone is thinking about starting an OnlyFans, yes, yes, the money is good but that should be the secondary part like you should actually want to be able to connect with the people that are really interested in you and want to have that you know want to have that uh more personable connection with you that's the whole idea of OnlyFans. yes that's amazing because i mean for me i feel as well as like as much as you can meet people in, in all these signings it's like that you can't meet everybody so no. it's like when you connect it's really cool because you see who your real fans are and who's actually uh-huh. going to be paying the money for the subscriptions and things and your posters or whatever you have going on that's actually going right. to really support you right 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 yeah it was the same thing as if you know you're going to a convention and you're selling merchandise 
I agree. So yeah. do you have any other current projects going on besides OnlyFans? Do you have, are you touring anywhere? I know you used to tour a lot and, and dance all the different places. What, what do you have on besides OnlyFans? Well, OnlyFans right now, I've been focusing a lot of my energy into. But on the other side, um, I actually am going to uh, start traveling more to South America. I'm going to try to dabble in the VIP concierge travel, travel company. I have a friend that um, he basically goes all around the world and he kind of does like the scouting and the blueprint for the travel channel and the food network. Cool. So he'll go to like all the restaurants, my dream job. And, you know, he'll make connections with all, you know, the hosts and the chefs. And so he has his own business right now in, uh, I think, Baja. So um, he approached me and he was like, listen, he was like, I know how much you love to travel and eat food. And I've been talking forever about wanting to do like my own YouTube show. Um, my friend, uh, my friend has a show on the travel channel or he did. I think he doesn't have it right now, but um, I don't know if you've ever seen Bizarre Foods, but, um, but uh, the host, Andrew Zimmern, dear friend of mine, he's actually the one that introduced me to, um, to this other friend of ours. And basically we're going to try to see if I can, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. He's actually, I think he's actually like putting his foot on my butt and giving me the kick in the ass that Sometimes I've been need needing. That, because you've been talking to me about this. I've heard this for a while too. Oh, you told fuck. me. So I'm like, maybe someone needs to push you a little bit. So yeah. So yeah. So my friend is giving me that little kick in the ass. He's like, listen, we're going to go to, you know, Mexico City and Rio. Let's get this started. You know, I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I'm in the process of setting up that new company. And then on, um, another on a and another area of my life I am setting up this charity I've been talking about forever of setting up um so you know I'm half Filipino and I've been wanting to do something that would you know give back somehow to the Philippines so um I want to build my first safe haven school I don't know if I want to have children of my own so how I kind of get that um how kind of get my 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 children fixed yeah. is I love working with children and I've worked with children usually special needs children for a long time now um, a lot of volunteering since I was in you know middle school and high school so in the Philippines there is actually and this can tie back into the whole thing of like you know adult and consent and everything uh, uh, trafficking is still a huge problem mm -hmm. trafficking of children is still a problem. Mm -hmm. So, and it's because the Philippines is very poor, okay? There is no middle class. You're either really, really, like, well off or you're not. Mm -hmm. So, so this year I'm going to commit to going to the Philippines for one month and kind of scouting the areas because there's not a lot of updated data on what areas need the most help and also updated statistics on um, children being trafficked in and through the Philippines. Like, it's a it's a really huge problem. I mean, and there's not really a lot of updated data. Yeah. So I need to go and do my own data collection and find out which areas would benefit the most. Yes. And my dream would be to build one of these schools, offer science, like, science and technology focuses. I want there to be, you know, a kitchen there that cooks the best foods. I want there to be mental health services for these kids. Basically, and if they don't have a home also have a side of the a boarding side so so that's like honestly like the biggest project that I've had on my mind for years and I think now I'm in a position now that I've kind of slowed down on other things and just focused on a few things that I actually really love to do and I'm passionate about now I can 
you know, uh, now I can put aside that time. That's honestly, I feel like that is my ultimate purpose because children are children. And I really feel a way about anyone who feels that children are old enough to consent to anything besides going to school, being a child and, you know, well, you have a big heart, and that's gonna yeah. be you know a big project. I wish you a lot of luck and you know well wishes and all that stuff because that's a thank you. It's a big you know commitment, but you know with people like that's yourself, huge. it's like that's how you bring awareness. That's how you change you know things, and it takes one step at a time. It takes yeah. people you know maybe someone on the private talk you know listening to it as well can you know help in some ways. But I feel like you know the when you speak about it, if you speak it into an existence, then it, you know it will come true. So yeah. I hope that it, ha- it happens for you, and thank I'm excited you. for that. That's that's pretty that's a pretty cool thing to do. So I am going to get to my next part, which is one of my favorite things. We're going to play a little game. First, we're going to take a little break, and, um, but we're going to get to the fun part called Truth with Texas. So I hope you're ready to play oh. a game and get a little bit I more love games. spicy with Miss Texas. Okay. Uh, so are you ready to play Truth with Texas? Ready or not. Do you even know what you're getting into with Truth I with Texas? I absolutely do not know what I'm getting That's into. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> But this segment is one of my favorites, so we're going to pick a card, and each symbol is going to be a different type of question, from romantic, kinky, spicy, naughty, all those different categories. And again, this is a safe space, so tell us what we want to know. Tell us the truth. It's just us and your thousands of listeners. It's all right. They love you, too. Ab. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready or not. All right. Here we go. So pick a card. Pick it. Pick it. Pick it. it. Okay. Get it. It is an... Ace of spades. Ace of spades. Ooh, okay. This one's my favorite because it's the naughty question. Are you going to get naughty with Miss Texas? I mean, <laughs> I don't have a choice, I guess. I'm on the spot. <laughs> All right. I think you can get naughty with me. Okay. I can. Right. I can. So It's just us two. It is. It's, it's just, just us. us. So And the rest of the crew and your thousands of listeners. When is the last time that you've touched yourself, that you've masturbated? Oh, okay. This is an easy one. You got excited. <laughs> I like it. No, because, because I can remember it was last Thursday. You're that specific. I like this. Okay. It was last Thursday and only because I told myself to try to be celibate for a week because I was, I, girl, I don't know what has been going on with me. I've been like at least three times a day. Are you a masturbation demon? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I think, I'm like, you know what? I need to like, maybe like slow down so how are you masturbating uh, with the toy with your fingers no i have like a little vibrator like a little bullet yes i have a little bullet so is it like a three time minimum and then you're out for the day or are you just like that thursday on night at 9 a.m what did you do miss lexi i was probably <laughs> masturbating <laughs> how many times do you have to come before you're finished because uh, girls are greedy I know yeah, I am. I've been really greedy <laughs> lately. I don't know what has gotten over me. And even I was thinking, there's something, like, what is going on? Like, am I, like, eating something different? You know, is there a full moon? What's going on? But um, there was one of them. Man, yeah. It was so starting last to Thursday. interrupt my daily activities. Like, I was starting to be like, like, you know, I have to, before I go to bed, like, maybe, like, two Are you a chronic times. masturbator? Yes. <laughs> Wow. And when I wake up, I'm like, okay, you know, this will wake me up. It's like my coffee in the morning. I really need to. King Kong ain't got Stop talking. (laughs) So how many times do you have to come before you're done with that session and you go about your day? I mean, I think 
at least twice. twice get, yeah. Mine's like three, maybe four. And then I'm like, okay, bitch, you need to get up oh, and to start your day. Oh, great. Okay. You're not, it's normal. It's okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am a highly sexual person and I think that I probably yeah. am a nympho of some what's I did, you know, during, I was in porn for 10 years. So who knows? But you know, tomato, tomato. I think that I, the older I get, the more sexual I am, which is crazy because I've always been sexual. I think that's what's happening to me. I am becoming more sexual. And also I've been having like better sex as well. I don't know if that is, I, I mean, there's got to be a correlation between obviously like choosing better You're having partners. having more, more intense orgasms. Oh my God. Leg yeah. shaking. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like squirted for the first time Ooh. ever like a year ago. How was ago. that for you? I was shocked. I actually like said it out loud in the middle. I was like, oh my God, I squirted. Did you even know what that was before? Of course, but we of watched course porn I though, I guess, right? So I've seen it filmed, you know. So you'd seen squirting. I've seen but squirting. But you didn't know that you could actually squirt. I thought I would I thought I was a dud. Because <laughs> it's never happened. What were you doing to make yourself squirt? Or were you getting actually penetrated? Or was it like fingering or no, like I was getting play? penetrated. Penetrated? Yeah, I was getting penetrated. And I think it was that particular position, how my hips were, and obviously like, you know, that's, that's really, that's a big really thing because most times it's usually not through penetrate, like through sex. It's actually through like foreplay, like fingering, things like that. So that's, oh, I didn't know that's, that. You're not a dead girl. You're just oh. starting. You're just starting. Oh, wow. Peel I'm those so layers excited. back. Yes, <laughs> like an onion. This is the best. Oh, yes. I'm so glad I came here today. Truth I feel so with good. Texas. All right, here we go. Card number two. All right. It is an ace of hearts. All right, Ace of Hearts, that's the romantic question. Okay. All right. Do you say I love you very easily? Do I say I love you very easily? Like, do you fall in dating? Do you fall in love very easily? I guess maybe I should reword that question. No. No. Yes and no. Okay. I feel like the people that I have fallen in love with, it was easy to fall in love with them. Like, there was a chemistry from the beginning and there it was almost like okay yeah I'm sure I'm sure that I love this person but also I feel like there's different layers and levels but it wasn't like the first day you hung out you're like oh my god I love you I'm so in love with you I can never be away from you oh my god please don't leave me never like that oh no that's psycho I agree 1010 but you know there's girls out there you know there's been girls and guys that done that to you too don't lie stage five clear listen (laughs) that comes with dating lesbians lesbians move really fast What's the what's the craziest lesbian uh, uh, or ex girlfriend story that you've had? Oh man, your eyes lit <laughs> up like. <laughs> I, so what's funny is that one of my ex girlfriends is in town. We've been hanging out just as friends, um, but <laughs> my uh, the other girl that I dated, we ended up going to a party and she was there, and she's probably probably my craziest lesbian story. So when she and I were dating. Um, she and I were like in the middle of like an argument or something. And basically she ended up leaving a club that she was at. I was at another party and she was supposed to come meet me. She took another girl home unbeknownst to me. Like I'm unable to reach her. I'm unable to reach our friends that might know where she's at. Well, the next day I'm able to get in touch with her and you know, she's like, well, are you going to come to the party today? It was actually during uh, June, Pride Month. So, you know, all the parties are going on in L.A. for um, for gay pride. So <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I've been up all night worrying about you. I'm tired. So, no, I'm not going to come to the party with everybody. I'm just going to stay home. So 
Turns out that she brought that girl to that party. No, she didn't. Around our friends and told our friends not to uh, snap her, Instagram her because she didn't want me finding out that she had brought That's some shady this girl shit. to the party. Now go to the next day. So now it's Monday. My girl and I had uh, tickets for the Museum of Ice Cream to go. When I go to pick her up at her house, she is beyond hungover. Like, she is, like, looking like a mess. And I'm like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I haven't seen you for almost a couple of days. Like, we've been fighting, and we've had these tickets. Like, get your drunk ass up. So we go to this thing. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm like, okay, you know, we're kind of, like, taking pictures. Because it's a cute little date thing. I take her home, you know, after I already, like, go to CVS, get, like, you know, hangover stuff. So we're in her house. We're hanging out. So I go to get ready to leave. I'm washing my hands in the bathroom and um, <laughs> I turn and in the waste basket, I see a pair of underwear. Mm. Now the girl that I was <laughs> dating wore like, like, um, like boy briefs. Okay. These were like, these were string thongs. No, like- no, 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 no. These were girl panties that were like, um, what do they call them? Like the hipster, whatever. Oh, like. Like, know, like uh they're like boxy like boy shorts but they look like kind of thing basically the most unsexy pair of panties ever in life so i i pick them up by the band and i'm like wow size small and there's like little strings coming out of the sides you know like when you overwash like really cheap panties <laughs> so i hold it up to her i'm like hey she who she shall remain nameless nameless <laughs> nameless I hold up the panties in front of her and she's like, Oh, what's that? I'm like, bitch. Like, first of all, let me just make a note. I didn't hit her, but you know, I was like, bad. I want to smack her. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, I know. I don't believe in hitting anybody, but I was like, but I, I would have put the panties in her face. I did. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, these are not mine. These are panties that I found in the bathroom. And she's like, Oh, those aren't yours. Really, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I rolled through an agent provocateur lingerie today. I was like, whose are these? These are Victoria's Secret size small, and these are the panties that women wear when they're doing their laundry or when they have their period. Period panties. <laughs> like, so basically, I think I was more offended. Like, I ended up catching By the her class up. the to... lady that she brought back? Yes. That you were oh like, really? How could you? Like, why are you're you one taking of those a looks? bitch home? <laughs> yes. Like, at least if you're going to be, do just as good, They're if not gonna better. better. They're not going to do better. They're not going to do better. Like, you're going to bring a bitch home that wore her laundry day or period panties out to the club. At least throw this shit away. She did throw it away in an open Yeah, but basket. not in a really, like, you know, clever way. She's not very slick. Well, maybe she wanted to get caught. And that's why she's your ex. Um, so maybe. things happen for a reason. It's okay. It's okay. Things happen for a reason. We're on to question number three. Are you ready? Yes. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. This is spicy. All right. So Ace of Diamonds. That is the spicy one. Look, oh. you said it out loud and it came true. Spoke it into existence. All right, so during your sexual encounters, are you loud during sex? Or are you, like, really quiet when you orgasm? Like, are you, like, how are you in the bedroom? I think I'm more vocal than not. But it also depends on the situation. But vocal, like, being, like, talking and telling them what to do or vocal being, like, screaming, like, Harry Met Sally, like, kind of situation? Uh, the latter. Like, I find it, it's not very 
it doesn't come very like organically and natural to me to like talk during sex. Yes. Like I can like say like, oh yeah, like I like that position right there, you know, or I'll like compliment my part. Moaning, it just sometimes happens naturally, but obviously like when I'm like getting ready to like come. Can you, can you give us an example? Oh my God. <laughs> I'd probably blow. Your ears out, dude. Like Let's sometimes I'm really loud. No, I can't. I'll turn your mic all the way down. Let's do it. No, we want to hear it. Okay, but I might need some help. Okay, <laughs> okay. What you want, girl? What you girl, want, girl? Girl, don't don't play what with you me like that. We've been friends for a long time. Are we really gonna Truth cross this? with Texas? <gasps> Let's just say I'm really loud. No, really, like I'm like so self conscious so right like now. The about neighbor, the neighbors are going to the neighbors will know like, their name. So you're not gonna show us your masturbation orgasm oh my any of it. god just I, you can't be like harry met sally just do the like come on moan it out a little bit no because i don't feel like i could um look i'll put it all I the way down for you. It. I, I think you can do it i have faith uh, in you woman power put that cape on lux let's do it truth with texas we want you to moan we want you to scream we want to hear how you orgasm private talk wants to know my listeners want to know out there you better subscribe and like to this channel right now because She's going to do it. I can feel it. It's, just, it's like the tip. It's getting harder and harder. She's right there. She's right there. Fuck, dude. Like, oh, my God. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Can you I can like do, do it. a more like, like, it's not natural if I just do like the whole scream thing. You can do a warm up. Do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can God, do I just want to melt into the floor right now. Melt into the floor with my talk. brother's upstairs. <laughs> he, he has earmuffs on. He's, you know, he does. <laughs> yeah. Earmuffs. He can't hear you. Okay, so, okay. Oh, so you have to be specific. Is it an orgasm when I am with a man or with a woman? Which one's louder? Woman. All right, let's do the woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> Give it to us, Lexi. Right, okay, we want to okay, hear okay. it. You can do it. Put sweating. your booty into it. <clears throat> You're already sweating. Look, it's like, it's real. I am sweating. Oh, my God, my lashes are going everywhere. I'm nervous right now. I like it. Okay, okay. If it's a woman, okay. <clears throat> it's a woman. She's on top of All you. Right. She's right. touching your nipples right uh-huh. now. She's uh-huh. touching your clit. Oh, yeah, she's doing some things okay. to you. She's making you all hot and bothered. Yes. What are you going to do, Lux? Oh, my God. What are you going to do, Lux? Oh, my God. I'm going to come. Give it to private dog. Oh, my God. Give it to us. Oh, oh my God. I like that. I like that. See, that wasn't that loud. That was good. I would be It was way- a little more tame. I like it. So is that a man? (laughs) (laughs) See, see, my words helped you. See, it was, it was sweaty. I like this private talk. You see it, you hear it. Lux just gave us that, you know, it was like Harry met Sally, but with Lux met Texas. That's kind of like, (laughs) wow. I like that. I like it a lot. All right. We got the last one for you. Oh, thank God. (laughs) She's like, give me out of the hot seat, please, please, please. Literal hot seat. Okay. Uh, ace of clubs ace of clubs all right we're gonna do the kinky question i think they're all a little kinky but you know oh this is the kinky question (laughs) it gets a little spicier really this one's really not that bad okay what is the biggest age difference between partners that you've ever had Ooh. um okay when i was actually i might have to double check that you want to get your calculator out or or wikipedia what are we doing wikipedia I have to get Wikipedia. <laughs> oh my God. I love this so okay. much. That's right. Private so, talk. 
truth with taxes. You don't know what's going to come out of right. our mouths when we're out here on this couch. Okay, hang on one second. I, okay. She's really Wikipedia in this. I like I this. am. I am, I am. Okay. That means she so. probably won't let us see, but I can probably. No, no, no. You can see. You can see. Okay. So I'm trying to now like work. I didn't know that one. (laughs) You what? I didn't know that one. What do you mean? I didn't know that one. That that was one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, (laughs) I was like, no, that that one. (laughs) So I was 25, maybe 26. So I'm almost 34 now. So let's just say I was 26. So those we'll just say this is eight (laughs) years ago. Hang on, I have to do the. I love this that you have. (laughs) We Wikipedia, we've gotten the calculator, we're doing the math, we're about to get the truth. It's a 28 year age difference. Nice. 28. 28. Was the sex still amazing? Oh my God, yes. I like it. Yeah. Did you scream like that? No, probably (laughs) because I was shy and I was still like, you know. You were like, like, it's like you're like, um, like a like a, a rose, like you know, before you bud into the world, it's like you have to like. There's levels, like you know, you're quiet, bred. you don't really yeah. feel like you know, you're not really as experienced, so you don't know what people like, or like you kind of get embarrassed in like certain situations. So yeah, but yeah, I feel like with old like older people that I've had sex with, it was um, the first older person I've ever had sex with was was with Tom Byron, which I don't even know the age group difference between that when I got yeah. to the, he was a. Uh, an older male porn star. Oh, okay. So okay. he was like one of the older people I'd ever had sex with. And I was really intimidated because of the age thing at first, but it mm-hmm. ended up being really awesome because it was just very like comfortable. Like he just, he, he was a rock star. He knew what he was doing. It was like a finessing. It wasn't like, do. exactly. And, and because yeah. of someone being green in like my field or whatever, it was just kind of like took charge. And I was like, oh, wow, you're a man. I like yeah, this. Yeah, that's nice. It takes, I, and that's what this person did. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. He, sh- he showed you a couple of things. So afterwards, he me a you weren't things. so quiet anymore. I got that. So he, he, he was the part of level two to your level f- 10 right now. <laughs> but I like that. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, All right, guys. Private talk. Um, I hope you are enjoying this episode. We are going to do things a little bit different this year. We've decided to add a segment to private talk where my guest gets to ask me some questions. So yes. I'm going to be in the hot seat for a little bit. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I'm a little nervous myself. But you know what? I always tell the truth. So let's get this going. Do you have any questions that you would like to ask me? Ooh, okay. So should there be certain categories or is it just like off the cuff? I think it's just a free-for-all. I feel it's like free-for-all. Okay. let's do like four to five questions that you okay. feel that you, if you want to know, or you feel like private talk would like to know. Um, yeah, let's start with that. Let's okay. See how, let's see how it rolls. Well, I think maybe because when I met you, obviously we met as friends. I think only on accident on one occasion I've seen I've seen your work. Sure, by accident. (laughs) It was by accident. (laughs) I mean, you know, when my friends pop up on the screen, I'm like, oh, oh, there you are, sweetie. (laughs) Um, So I guess one thing I'd be curious about is, is there anyone that you have worked with in adult entertainment that was just like, like a totally terrible experience? Because, you know, you're known as a veteran, so, uh, you know, yes, you've, worked with a, you've worked with, you've worked with, you've worked with quite a few performers. So who would probably be like the one performer they'd be like, I would never work with them again. They were terrible, horrible people, you know. You know, there's two and I, I'm trying to really research in my head to think about this because it happened really early on in my career because I feel like the older that I got or like maybe like the more um lengthier in my career people were probably intimidated by me a little bit and also mm-hmm. um I had um 
a partner that was actually in the business as well. So in some sorts of the words, it's kind of easier, but kind of not because they um, respected him as a male. So it was just kind of one of those things as a respect level thing. When I first started in the industry, we go through, you know, things where we go through a yes list and a no list. And I still can't remember his name, but I can picture his freaking face and bothers me. Um, but they ask you what you don't want to do. And my biggest thing that I think is disrespectful, I said, please don't spit in my face. I'm not really into that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So, which to me, I think there's a lot of things. That's the only thing I really said. Don't do that, and don't put your fingers in my butthole. Was <laughs> another one. I was like, Valid. whatever. You know, fair enough. Right. So we do our scene, and like he's over, like he's sitting on top of me, and I can see him in his mind. In my mind, I feel like I'm an empath, so I know I'm like I know exactly what he's going to do. He's like forming spit to put in his mouth to spit on me. So me oh. seeing this, and I'm seeing, I shoved my mouth or my, my hand in his mouth, and I just looked up, at him and I was like, "You're not going to do that." Oh, while you're in the middle yep. of filming, exactly. Oh, I was like, "If shit. you're gonna do something to me, fuck you." And so I did it, and I can't remember his name. I wish it, he didn't wasn't around for very long, but that was the first person that I actually that I that I worked with that I was like, it felt violated to me. I feel like in a, in the porn industry, what I love is that it's in a safe space. We've all talked before. We do the mm -hmm. scene of like what you like, what you don't like, what the scene is calling for, and all those things like that. So I if you shit go, a lot of people in <clears throat> civilian relationships. I feel that's they I skip this whole. And part. I feel like the communication is what for me in the porn industry has made a really big change in my sexual life, in individual, mm -hmm. like in my personal life as well as in work. Is because if you don't speak up, no one can read your mind. No one can read really read your body right. language. They can't understand things. But if you can't speak up. Um, so for me, I, I, and me saying my no's before then, I was like, this is a valid no, but you're still doing it. So to me, that's really disrespectful. Oh, so 100%. after that, I put him on my no list. And for you guys out there that don't know what no lists are, is basically whoever I choose, if I don't like the way he has sex, the way he looks that day, the way he smells, I can put him on my no list, he or she, and I never have to work with that person ever again. So mm -hmm. that was number one. I can't remember. Wait, was it like... No, that wasn't it. It almost came to me, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. And then the second person, his name was, uh, it was a male performer. His name was Sasha. And he was the most horrible person that I'd ever been with ever in my life because he was just so not, he was like, a, he it seemed like he hated women. He, like he took his nails from my back and like, just like totally, it was nothing, it wasn't enjoyable. It was all very like demeaning. And so it wasn't me, like passionate kind no. of acting like in the moment. And it I was asked like, him to stop several times that finally oh. I just kind of like got over it. So for me, I was like, anytime I feel disrespected in any situation, that's to me like a total like my a red flag. So I just kind of like lose it. So those are the only two people in the business that I could say that I actually had like a I would never work with again. And I didn't have I've been in the business for over you know ten eleven years, and I yeah. didn't have an extensive you know no list. But those things were very big triggers for me. And again, like some of them didn't stay around for very long. But you know sometimes things happen, and sometimes what would happen with me may not happen with another performer. So it's always you know you just never know. Yeah. But yeah. Damn so those, girl. Those assholes. Well, fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. Um, okay, so I guess my next question would be, what is your biggest pet peeve? And it can be industry-related or it can be non-industry-related. What is your biggest pet peeve? Um, I think my biggest pet peeve overall is lying. Um, I think, oh, and then from the biggest part of that, I feel like industry-wise, I feel like pet peeve-wise is, I feel like there's such a stigma already, like, in our industry, like, like, we get so, like, we get these negative things, which is, like, a billion-dollar industry, where it's the movies where nobody watches, but yet people know who I am, but I get, you know, called all kinds of things, and I get things that are taken away, or all these dis disadvantages, and then it's, like, you have some people that come in the industry, and they may have a good time or a bad time, but when they leave, they come and completely shut on the industry altogether, and for me, I feel like that's not really fair, is because just because I have a situation like I just spoke about right now doesn't mean that I think that the next person's going to have the exact same thing. 
So I right. feel like it's it's unfair and really biased just because you want to come and go on an open public platforms and say that, you know, the adult industry is so shitty and we do this, this and that. Right. Well, I have nothing but good things to say. It's It made me the person that I am today. It made me very confident in the woman that I am and made mm-hmm. me very sexual in a, in a comfortable way and in a very open setting. Right. So for me, I feel like, all the people that made money from us, it was cool when they were making money, but as soon as they went away and they got ridiculed in the, in the public eye is when they came back and I was like, oh, no, but they made me do it. Oh, I've never shamed. I've never sat here like, and said oh, that no, sorry, someone forced me to do the, any of those things. Just shut up right now. And, you know, and it's people like her that, you know, mm-hmm. she came in for a very short time and, you know, she, at the time she blew up and a lot of people in her circumstances wouldn't have blown up as so quickly and she did because of a niche and that's cool but then she came and took that niche and made a name for herself so kit like so called started all these things and then now you're talking bad about the industry where it's like for what if you didn't like a lot of the things that were happening then why didn't you speak up before because right. i didn't know some of these things but i'm not going to sit there and shame my entire industry because of something Absolutely that someone not. made me do because at the end of the day we're all adults i choose to choose i choose to do what i want to do and not what someone's told me to do and mm-hmm. everybody's different and i feel like you know in the in my career when i first started did i know things that i know now absolutely not but that's in any business so i feel like there's times you know that you have to kind of navigate around the ways but i feel like for people to completely shun and like talk shit about an industry that basically made a name for you and still currently using that name i feel like that's a really shitty platform to use you know sometimes i feel when people try things and it may not be you know it may not be their it may not be the fit that they want to do listen we can change our minds every single day we can choose the relationships that we want we can choose what we want to do for work you know especially as entrepreneurs so i feel that if somebody comes into an industry tries it out and they're like you know what this isn't for me but they ended up benefiting from it if it wasn't for you that's fine but you know to like you said to shame other people that are in the industry and it's not just it's not just performers that are in the industry there's directors there's hair and makeup stylists there's grips there's there's cameramen there's all these people that contribute to this industry and how it entertains everybody and honestly, if she's going to be talking that kind of shit, like, girl, but I don't feel now. like she's not the only one. There's a lot of people that have, you know, done the same thing. And, and it goes not even from, you know, the money wise. Sometimes it's religious wise. Sometimes, Sometimes you just can't hack it as an entertainer, family honey, like. wise. There's all kinds of things. My thing is, is to each his own. If it works for you, cool. If it doesn't work for you, cool. Move on. I mean, you know, God bless. Hope you found the, the thing that you really love to do that, you know, you're not embarrassed to claim. <laughs> I'm going to stay over here and say shaking that booty, that big old booty, that big old booty. If you want to shake it again, I'll like it too. That big old booty, shake that booty, ooh, that big old booty, hey, that big old booty, (laughs) All right, private talk. I think she's got one more question, I think, maybe two. What you got for me? What, What you got for me? Okay, so, okay, what is something that you think is really normal that you do? that maybe someone else would not think is normal. Like, it, it could be, like, you know, just, like, a daily I, habit. I watched, uh, I, I have a favorite show that I watch on Fridays. It's called Love After Lockup. <laughs> and it's my favorite ridiculous ratchet show, and I love it. And I have no shame that I wait every single week <laughs> to watch that dumb show. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure. You would be hooked if you watched it. It's called 90 Day. I know what it's locked up. Or it's wait, what is it called? It's called Love After Lockup. That's what it's called. Is there something you want I don't to want share? I don't want a jail boyfriend or a husband or anything like that. <laughs> Just saying, a private talk. I still hope you can still like and subscribe if you're in jail. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I send jail mail, don't worry. But no, it's, I get just, jail mail. it's just so intriguing <laughs> to me that like, these people, it's like I have so much chaos going on in my life that uh -huh. I like to watch things that doesn't revolve around my life and, their, and someone else's drama. So it's right. really like mindless TV. It's not going to win any awards, but I fucking love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Well... If any of y'all are watching uh, Love Ever Locked Up, I don't want you to be incarcerated, but <laughs> Angela, hit me up. <laughs> you learned something new about Miss Texas. I, I listen, and I've known you. you I've known you for a few years. No, I'm not scared. You're I like, am intrigued. Like, oh I'm a little. God. Oh, am I? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> was it all that booty shaking? What <laughs> was it? That orgasm you did it was for the, me? It What's was happening? The, yeah, it was the orgasm earlier. Man, that's still big. Ooh. Just, I mean, you look at. Can't wait to watch this back. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be amazing with Magical. a glass of wine or five. <laughs> we can watch it together. Oh, perfect! I like this. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to Yay. Private Talk. I appreciate you. I love you. I hope that you get all these things that you want. Um, Thank you have you. a lot of really great goals coming for this year. I hope that mm -hmm. you are a badass woman. That you continue that and all your success. And yes, Private Talk. Make sure that you subscribe, like to the channel, make sure you follow. Lexi Boo, and make sure you uh, subscribe to our OnlyFans too. I think you should check it out. It's pretty hot. Yay. All right, private talk. Until next time, I'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.